0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we edge a bit closer to a big weekend in Scottish football. Michael Beale says Alfredo Morelos hasn't signed a pre-contract with Sevilla and was full of praise for the striker. The dates, times and prices are set for the Scottish Cup semi-finals with Rangers against Celtic on Sunday the 30th of April and Liam Kelly's Mullerwell manager says the keeper can shine for Scotland if he's given the nod as number one next week. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Gordon and DL and Mark Wilson Yep, edging closer to another big weekend Some cracking games ahead Starting at 12.30 on Saturday Motherwell with manager of the month Stuart Kettlewell up against Rangers Followed by Celtic Hibs Which is always entertaining Aberdeen Hearts of course A good one to watch And then Jim Goodwin Can he get a first one against his old side? And I can't start the show Without saying a huge happy birthday To my old No, I'm not, I, I actually think you should, you should have started the show without that That's annoyed me I'll tell you why Sorry Every caller that phones from now on Is going to wish him happy <laughs> oh, birthday Oh yes Oh I just want to say Before I make it, happy birthday God, be like, no, anyway, no, I don't want to make I want to make Come on and sing it to me Happy birthday Daz Happy birthday no, I've already who, who makes a big deal About their 63rd birthday Me Me Without a shadow of doubt Especially When you get to 61 You wake up Oh 61 you, is it Yeah I thought it was 63 you look in that right. mirror I felt like the wee guy Out of steps Toe and sun this morning No <laughs> Harold I thought you were going to say Steps here the way you just um, H My back is out More than me now I'm absolutely Delighted to be here tonight On my birthday There is no chance alive. I'm letting you give a birthday speech For your 61st <laughs> <laughs> who, who you want to thank The most insignificant of birthdays <laughs> Thank your family <laughs> My family Best wishes <laughs> Without you I wouldn't be here tonight What's going on uh, <laughs> no, but again, back to the football this year. I'm that. really looking forward to the weekend. Mark described it brilliantly there. A lot of exciting games. Good kick off. Mother will bang in for him against Rangers. Mm. Gets to start it on Saturday. And then a lot of good fixtures after it. Right, come on then. 01419511025. I know they've given the weekend the big build up and they were right to, but there's still other things doing the rounds out there in Scottish football today. Like I mentioned, the dates and times and ticket prices have been set for the Scottish Cup semi finals. I know there was a bit of. Waiting and discussion about what would be when um, Well the Rangers Celtic semi-final will be the Sunday um, Which means of course that clash between Falkirk and Inverness uh, Will be the Saturday lunchtime If anyone's got any thoughts on any, any of that For whatever reason please do share them Some really interesting stuff from Michael Beale today It was a very long and detailed press conference as always He spoke about um, Nandi Offabor Remember the, the weekend he took to Instagram And people were wondering is he having a dig at Rangers Medical Department after his uh, illness and issues. Well, Michael Beale was asked about that today. Um, some very interesting stuff on Alfredo Morelos as well. Says he's not signed a pre-contract with Sevilla. And actually was full of praise for Alfredo Morelos and really waxed lyrical about the way he's gone about his business, which of course to some people might sort of contradict what was said at the weekend, but maybe you've got another view on that. Pick up the phone, Celtic fans. You're getting ready for that game against Hibs. We hear from Ange Postacoglu tomorrow. Uh, so any of that and anything else that's out there on your mind, 01419511025. And don't forget, 
All this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're giving away tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival So every single caller who comes on to make a point to the panel Goes into the draw for a pair of tickets to see Jason Byrne At the tramway in Glasgow on the 24th of March It's just just an added extra You just come on, you make your point as normal to the panel You don't need to do anything You just go in the hat for the tickets And we'll throw in dinner for two at Nona Said in the Merchant City as well So why not get in touch with Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson tonight And let them know what you're thinking on today's football talking points 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Lots to look forward to, Mark. We said the fixtures yeah. at the weekend, um, the aftermath, if there is such a thing of a, a Scottish Cup semi final draw, people have been talking about it all week and now we know when it's going to be and all <clears> that <throat> sort of stuff. So it'll eventually need to go on the back burner because there's a lot of football going to have to be played before then. Yeah, I think it, I think it will start to now. I think when it's fresh in people's minds, and you know the four teams have just qualified for the semi final, it's fresh. The draws made, then excitement comes. Rangers v Celtic spoke about for a couple of days, but the spotlight then has to turn back to the the Premiership fixtures uh, on Saturday, and it's a big one again for Rangers because you know they've got a chance to cut the gap to six points, albeit. It could only be for half an hour or so, but it's it's what they have to do. It's what Michael Beale's team has to do. When they get the opportunity to play first, which has been the case quite a lot, then they have to make sure they win the game. However, they're coming up against a Motherwell side who six weeks ago we would have thought this was a, a you know, a walkover for Rangers, but it's a different Motherwell side they're up against. So that's going to be a hugely entertaining game. Celtic game falls suit against Hibs. These games are always entertaining. You know, you think Hibs on paper, that would strike you as one that could be fraught with danger for Celtic. But it's not never really. Celtic always quite welcome the challenge of Hibs. And it's just about continuing things for them. So a big weekend ahead. And then when you look further down the fixtures, mentioned at the start, Jim Goodwin, Dundee United against his old side St Mirren. Kelly, Derek McInnes' side in a whole lot of trouble. And how did he bounce back from going out of the cup? So a lot to look forward to this weekend. Yeah, I agree. And I think if you're Ray and we're going to listen to Michael Beale tonight, I think the big question marks over the contracts just now, Gordon. I think there's a lot mm. of answers to be given out there. You know, you're looking at Arfields and the Jacks, the Kents, Morellis. I'm sure Rangers fans would like that business tied up before the end of the season. But it's back to league business, Mark quite rightly says. Rangers go to far part. Now, they can't afford to drop any more points. I don't think, and there's a lot of people in the same camp that they can catch Celtic, especially the form they're in, but you don't make it easier for them by going to Fir Park and drawing points. Difficult game, and then Celtic, I fancy them strongly against Hibs, but I look down the leagues as well with Mark there, Kelly really in trouble, needing a home win. Dundee United, can they find a, a result to get them going again? Brilliant football ahead. Mm. Right, 01419511025 That's the number you need to come on Let us know what you're thinking on today's football topics And like we said, everyone who calls Goes into the hat for a pair of tickets To see Jason Byrne at the tramway As part of the Glasgow International Comedy Festival As well Let's start with the cup news today The Scottish FA have confirmed the dates And kick-off times for the semi-finals Both games have been given early starts Falkirk Inverness is the first up Saturday 29th of April 1215 uh, and then Glasgow's big two Rangers and Celtic clash in the second semi-final 1.30 on Sunday The 30th of April the following day um, Let's bring in Ross who's on the line To talk about that very topic Ross 
I go up and mark and half half the birthday goblin. No. <laughs> right, it was the first. We'll try and make it the last as well. Anyway, Ross, what are you thinking? Um, no, I'm I'm just only obviously talking about the semi final draw. Um, I just feel like again, obviously, I'm using the league cup semi finals as a as evidence to back up my argument here, and I just feel like the Celtic Rangers game on the Sunday. Potentially will have an impact on the pitch on a Saturday. Now, I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just saying that I think that if you're going to have a spectacle between two of the biggest teams in Scotland, you want the pitch to be in perfect condition. And I just feel like the game on a Saturday is going to have an impact potentially on that pitch going the game on a Sunday. I I think those concerns are perfectly legitimate. Couldn't necessarily contradict them. I suppose the the one obvious difference you would hope from the League Cup semi-finals. Would be the time of year And mm-hmm. pitch, I mean I'm not a groundsman In case anyone hadn't noticed But The chances of the pitch Being able to recover And not be damaged Or cut up The way that it would be In, in January Or whenever it was Should be Great call Higher I, I, I'm I with them All the way now And let's not just Discard Inverness and Falkirk They deserve their place At Hamden Of course they do But Celtic Rangers Is the biggest game Of all And you know The, the, the spotlight's on that you want a perfect pitch. I think both teams want a perfect pitch. Now, you're right, Gordon, hopefully the weather, but Scotland, we can't guarantee that. And we've turned up at Hamden before, and the first thing that we comment on is the pitch is, is struggling. After 10, 15 minutes, you can keep, see it cutting up. You want attractive football. This is an audience worldwide that will be watching the game. I totally agree with that uh, call. I think it's a, a, a spot on. Um, like I said Mark well, I, I, And I take Gordon's point Obviously we say these things Ah it can rain in August In Scotland Of course it can But, mm. but generally speaking You you should be looking at a Warmer temperatures Or whatever uh, the, the pitch was also Had work done to it Yeah uh, In the aftermath And the outcry Following the, the League Cup semi-final So I'm just going to have to hope At this point That those circumstances Lead to a better outcome Yeah um, I, I get the argument I get both sides of the argument It's a different time of year uh, Work's been done The final Pitch did look better But then Part of the way through it We, we were kind of questioning it again So you wonder If it will have problems You're putting a lot of hope On the weather being <laughs> Being mm. very nice But you would have thought When they weighed it up It was an easy decision to make if you wanted you know prime s- what surface S- but then stick Falkirk and, Falker and Inverness on it uh, and by I the know, way hold I on know. though but bearing in mind there's a lot goes into these decisions course, as we all know decision. the police yeah. will have had a massive of say course. on it well that was the surprise thing there's a big event on on Sunday in, in Glasgow um, well, you, you're taking part <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I was supposed to be taking part in the kilt walk and I just thought that might have come into the thinking obviously not um, but like I can get fans' frustrations because in the semi-finals, particularly the Rangers uh, Aberdeen one, then you could see the pitch was horrendous, and the fear is that that could be the case again in such close proximity to each other. I mean, so much goes into these discussions, like we say, Gordon. If if the police have a, a major influence and and the clubs are consulted, there's a lot of stakeholders involved, and if the police and and others are pointing towards the the Rangers Celtic mm-hmm. game being in the Sunday. I just don't really see the scenario How anyone round the table says ah, but They too deserve the pitch to be better And, and they therefore should play on the Saturday And that's the most important thing I, I just can't see the conversation panning out that way Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously the police play a, a massive part in this, Gordon 
uh, for the safety of everyone concerned. So you've got to go with that. I'm talking as a spectacle. I'm talking as a game that everybody the broadcasters involved as well. Everything and 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 I said that as worldwide. No disrespect to Inverness and Falkirk, they, uh, won't be worldwide and everybody uh, tuning in. At, you know, all over the world, getting up at certain times to watch that game, and I'm not being disrespectful because they deserve mm. to be there. I've been there as a small, as a with a small club as a manager, so you've got a lot of pride in that. But you're looking at Celtic Rain, you want the best conditions, and, and I, I hope, I hope that. that. Just, also, just feels like we're acting just, like the decision would be based wait, purely on pitch quality. No, when there's so much going into yeah, it. Though. I, I, I thought as well. With the Inverness fans travelling for it to be an early kickoff on the Saturday, was was there never any scope to make that game a, a Sunday with a later kickoff? Again, for, I think for you, the fans travelling, you've acknowledged it earlier already. I think police clearly have a a, a sort of say in yeah. In I, when, I, I'm thinking Inverness fans travelling down. If they could have made that a, a two or a three pm kickoff on the Sunday, mm-hmm. surely that would have been more accessible than Inverness fans travelling. Oh, listen, there's no doubt. If I'm an Inverness fan, I'm feeling feeling quite put out. But again, it, if we assume that the real pressure has been put on Glasgow's to on, on that fixture to be the Sunday, then oh, there's, there's obviously you... reasons. There is reasons. Um, I, look, I'll be honest. I don't think the pitch is going to play a part you know, in bro- that. Broadcasters as well, like there's a lot going in here. So the, the, there are the four clubs involved. Yeah. There are the broadcast companies that pay a lot of money to showcase these games. They are Police Scotland. There are various other things. It's alright us to say, ah, but the pitch should be better, or ah, you know that one should be the Sunday. I, I, I'm, not, that table. I, I'm not in my argument. I'm not concerned whatsoever about what day or what time. That's up to other people to decide. I'm quite happy whenever. I'm just looking forward to the game. But Ross brought up the point mm. about the pitch. And I agree with his point. I think we've got to, and I hope that, listen, we could be wrong. We could turn up there at Hamden on that Sunday and that pitch could be like a bowling green. I think for games like this, semi-finals, two, the big two going with, as I say, what a wide audience. We have, we've got a duty to make sure we've got the perfect conditions for, and I'm talking about Falkirk and Inverness as well on the Saturday. I just hope they get it right. Here's what Michael Beale had to say on the subject of the draw. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good game. Obviously, it guarantees three uh, games, Rangers Celtic, between now and the end of the season. They last 11 or 12 games, which is, I think, good for us as a squad moving forward. Well, it's a big game, isn't it, when it comes around. As I say, there's a lot of games between now and then. It's how you arrive into it, which I'm more interested in. We need to make sure that we arrive there in a good place. As I say, we've got a, a big league game this weekend, a home game to Dundee United before the game away to Celtic, and they're all important. They have been since I've come back in. Our form's been fantastic in the league, certainly our away form. So let's hope we can keep that going against Motherwell, which is the, the main focus right now. And we'll deal with those games when they come around. Let's bring in Andy. We'll thank Ross for his call. Andy's on the line. Take it away, Andy. Hi, how you doing? You all right? Good, good. How are you? I just said I was going as well, so happy birthday. Oh, no. no. <laughs> this is going to be a rolling thing all night. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> he's loving yeah. it. Look at his face. <laughs> So my point um, I came on to make was is about what you were talking about just now about the, the pitch handling. Um, I mean, we already seen it this season when uh, the semi-finals, uh, one game being played on the Saturday and the other game being played on the uh, the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, I already kind of knew, you know, that it was going to be the Rangers and Celtic were going to be playing on the Sunday. 
Um, now, though, again, like you were saying, a week, no disrespect to the other two teams, but that's going to be the better game, the better football being played. Um, and it just uh, it baffles me that they, they've seen what happened in the last semi-final and they've decided to stick with the same structure of doing it over the same weekend. You would think that the a better idea, at least to even give it a, you know, them an idea how to do things moving forward, is have one semi-final one weekend and the next semi-final next weekend. The pitch might be being playable on the split on the Sunday, but it gives them you know that like if if it wasn't, then it gives them a week to to get it you know back in a in a good condition that they can actually both team both semi-finals can get a good game on a good pitch. And I just wondered what the panel thought of that. To, to be honest. I- I don't know much about pitches like Gordon had said, <laughs> but I'm not too sure how Townsman much a Wilson. week. Oh, I think you it would know, make would... a much bigger difference oh, in so? a day. Oh yeah, but mm, I'm not sure. Sure. Surely, in an, I, I get the sort of I don't know the in an ideal world though, it's like semi final weekend. That that mm. sounds exciting, doesn't it? And you, you've got yeah. them kind of packaged together, and you, and and also the fact that then disrupts the league fixtures twice, to, you know, on two separate weekends rather mm-hmm. than one. I mean, yeah. I do take Andy's point. If your sole aim is about this pitch And like someone set the tone with the first call If that's all you're thinking about Then yeah, then maybe you would do that And if that's all you're thinking about Maybe you would have um, Rangers and Celtic on the Sunday mm-hmm. I think the point I'm just trying to make Is there's clearly a lot goes into it If it's only about the pitch Then fine, yeah, play them a week apart But there's probably a good reason That you always see, you know Sort of semi-final weekend all together um, like I say, less disruption over two weekends to the the league fixtures and so on. Yeah, there's a lot more to get into uh, rather than the pitch. Gordon, we were just discussing the pitch because Ross made the point um, at the top of the show. I I just I'm just hopeful that, and, and I'm sure everybody without criticising them because they come in for a bit of criticism for the state the Hamden pitch at times and whatever. But I'm sure everybody knows the importance, obviously, of the Scottish Cup semi-finals. And I think they'll be confident that they'll get the picks right. I just hope they do because I I think it deserves a, a, a fantastic pitch for a fantastic game. I really do. And such an important game because you're looking at Rangers, maybe it's the only trophy they could win. You're looking at Celtic one game away from the treble. Mm. So it deserves a platform for me. But so do Falkirk and Inverness. Let's not be kidded here. I mean, Andy, the fact that it is a couple of months on Because everyone's using the, the League Cup semis as an example But the fact that it's a couple of months down the line And the pitches had worked done to it since then Does it give you any optimism? Does it make you feel any better about it? Um, well, I mean, if yeah, that the, the done work on it But it's, it all depends on how how well that You know, how good the work mm-hmm. has been done How, how it's going to hold up, you know I wonder if uh, maybe... Having like a couple of bounce games, I guess, on the pitch two days in a row, uh, while we've got the time to see what the state of the pitch is like. At you know having a game straight after the next day, um, and then it gives them time to go right. Okay, well, how can we? How can what can we do to make sure that the pitch is in good condition for both days? I don't I, know whether that'd be a good wee idea or not. I actually but, think um, I think Scotland women play on it not too long before. These semis as well mm. But anyway Interesting Thank you Andy 01419511025 Andy 
is in hat as well So is Ross for the tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival You can be too All you need to do is come on here and make a point to the panel Get in touch You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Yale and Mark Wilson are here It's 01419511025 Why not give them a call Let them know what's on your mind tonight And just as an added bonus Everyone who gets through Goes into the hat for a pair of tickets To the Glasgow International Comedy Festival Different show every night uh, Tonight it's Jason Byrne uh, at the tramway And we're chucking in dinner for two At Nona Said in the Merchant City as well We are on Twitter as always I told you, you two are worldwide superstars James A. Parr says Thank God Clyde SSB has started I'm stuck in an 8 mile car park In the middle of Bahrain And he's actually sent me a picture Of what looks like The most horrendous traffic jam An 8 mile? 8 mile he says and, um, Ah that's abandoned I'd just abandon the car Do what? Right, go, go to the nearest I don't know I've, I've got to say 8 mile away <laughs> You'll go to the nearest what? Shop? Aye You're not sitting in that You're not moving for Hours and hours right, Always okay. baffles Good me That people advice. listen And then You go outside No you go outside Glasgow <laughs> I mean baffles you it's You go outside show, Glasgow really And I can't get a reception For Clyde One You know ah, People in Bahrain I know I know DAB nah. radio And that But mine still he's, doesn't he's work He's getting up to date Car Modern oh, technology Anyway yeah. you'd Keep be, listening You'd have your hand out the window on the, the aerial You're wiggling it about Wouldn't you uh, Just to yeah. see if you can yeah. I, I, Wiggling I, the aerial about I mean I couldn't do that I, I, That would, <laughs> I that would that freak me out I would be a bit stressed with that oh, You hate traffic don't you Yeah I get stressed with that <laughs> I really do get stressed with that Yeah because that reminds me of the The previous We're talking about Hamden And travel and logistics mm. Gordon DL Was so scared of being stuck In the post-match traffic at Hamden A couple of weeks ago <laughs> That he, want, he, he arranged to drive All the way to my house Which is quite out of his way then I would drive him to Hamden I would then drive him back to my house And then he would go home from there Just so that he could avoid sitting in traffic It made no sense logistically so It didn't save you any time Yes it did But you just don't like sitting in traffic I hate traffic didn't save him any time Because he was phoning me <laughs> And I didn't park in the car park To, to check on you, every stage of my journey you made it home I made it home <laughs> <for Of course>. <laughs> <laughs> Because I had to then drive in the opposite direction of Motherwell And and then I, you have I, to go home after. I mean, I watched Celtic win the cup, but I think I was more satisfied at getting home <laughs> and texting him <laughs> saying, Where are you? I'm in the house. Let's bring Before in you. David in Linwood tonight. How's it going, David? Ah, uh, fine, thanks. Good man, what's your point? Yes, well, I've had a birthday, Gordon. No! I've asked for this. I'm just going to stop reacting. You know, we're people happy returns now doing it to annoy me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, what's your point, David? They're saying about you. The uh, Hampden Park, now, we know it's not the best of stadiums, as you were talking about. It's murder getting back out of and getting away from And to use it two days. I don't understand why they're bringing Inverness all the way to Inverness to Glasgow. Falkirk, they'll not exactly get big supports. Why can't they not put it in our stadium, a smaller stadium, and let them fill that? Because they go to Hampden. Hampden's no good, it's not a good stadium when it's not full. I agree. Um, in, in that last point, just out of curiosity, though, I mean, what why why would why would you sort of rob Inverness and Falkirk of that if if they are as clubs happy to play at Hamden and they want their their day at Hamden and all along in the Scottish Cup you talk about it being you know two games away from Hamden or whatever um, yeah. should should we be getting offended on their behalf? No, I understand, but not exactly get the biggest support. And Hamden is not a good stadium. I mean, it'll echo. 
you feel the managers living, you feel them speaking in the park. Because they're nobody in a big crowd. But again, then, do you only get to play at Hamden if you can fill it? Well, it helps. Case an air atmosphere, and it also solves the problem of playing at Hamden twice. Oh, I couldn't agree more The atmosphere will be better I think, I think that goes without yeah. saying But you know what, what do you I can't listen I can see both sides Of the argument right Getting to a semi-final We were just chatting Briefly about it It's marketed The road to Hamden Once you get there It's a big occasion And it can be a big occasion For players But on the other hand I think it's supposed to Showcase our game That's our, our, our main cup competition And you want it to come With all the bells And whistles and colour Do I think that Would look better visually That this I'm talking from my mm. point of view on TV as a full or or partially or almost full time castle, of course it does. If I'm a player playing in it, with the atmosphere that goes with that and the crowd on top of you, I would probably enjoy it better. But I can't then speak for Billy Dodds and mm. John McGlynn who might think, no, this is your moment. Mm. We want to be at hand. And so, as a player, if it's me, I would want to play in a real good atmosphere rather than a, mm. a wide. Sparse yeah. stadium there, I mean like I said I can't speak on behalf of all those players You can't I, I just go in for the assumption There must be players though who, who don't have that view Who think Well You know We've worked hard to get to the semi-final mm. You know It's the road to hand And we want to play at the national stadium I, get, I totally get David's point Everybody would agree Of course it's going to be quiet Of course the atmosphere won't be great But Should we be actively looking to take that Opportunity away And like I say Look Whether it's kick-off times Whether it's Ticket prices There's loads of stuff That will be less than ideal you know, but, but both clubs All four clubs They're all, they're all involved In the yeah. discussions Yeah And, and, and Inverness look, have got the chance If they want right now And so they mm, Falkirk To put their hand up and say We're not happy That this game's getting played At Hamden So I have to You have to then assume That they are I I can understand Rangers Celtic fans Basically dismissing a little bit With Falkirk and Inver I totally take that on board I totally take on board Mark's point about As a player uh, we've had this debate in the studio as a player and I'm with him I would have rather went to a time castle where it's packed out but going back to thinking I was a manager that went to a League Cup semi-final at Hamden with Ayr against Hibs which wasn't a showpiece wasn't a massive crowd but my players my staff myself everybody as a young manager enjoyed the, the, the occasion and I'm sure Billy Dodge, who's been there as a player, John McLean hasn't, going back as a manager and his coaching staff and everything in an important game, will be excited about it. Um, but I, I can take every side of this argument. But Falkirk and Inverness, if they decide, no, we've worked hard to get here, they deserve mm. every respect, the same as Celtic Rangers. Because I mean, I, I mean, it'll also be... We'll be written in there in advance, Mark, that the games get played at Hamden. Now, I take people's point. That doesn't mean to say that you should always just be slaves to to things and, and maybe, you know, can't think outside the box and can't be flexible. So that's fair. But it will be, like I say, it's just just always known that both semi-finals are going to be played at Hamden. Yeah, yeah. And it's very rarely that you'll get two sides, mm. you know, one from the Championship and one from League One who will then come to meet in that showpiece occasion. Usually you maybe get an Aberdeen V uh whoever Morton or 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 does it Hibs V Air United that one half will bring one half of the stadium and it won't look so bare. The worry is that this won't look packed. However, John McGlynn said the other night that how many was there at the game? It, it, something ridiculous, great crowd and he says 
Who knows what we could bring to Hamden So maybe mm. Like we've seen in cup finals gone by And Daz went to cup finals Everybody in the town Turns out This is a big occasion for both The only thing with Inverness You've got to feel bad for Is the travel And Celtic and Rangers fans Will be on here Say well We do it when we need to go to Dingwall And we need to go to Inverness For midday kickoffs as well But When it's such a Once in a lifetime appearance I know it's tough them, It's it, hard for them It definitely is We know though if, Then this goes back to Police are involved Broadcasters are involved Clubs are involved if if they are, if they have to be the Saturday right whoever makes that decision, then you know that it has to be out with the the three to you know roughly yeah, three to five three to five blackout. So mm-hmm. either you're asking them to get out of their beds very very early, or you're sending them back up the road That's at a time. Last train. I actually, actually don't think there are trains that go. So if that game that game would your options are lunchtime like it is or half five, finishing at what back of seven. I don't think there. I don't think you can or stay then. over. I don't think you can. I know I'll be choosing. Stay um, over in Glasgow so Make a holiday it, it does of it. Feel like It does feel like There are loads of problems But not too many solutions But it all comes down To both clubs Well Inverness Let's say for instance If they get to the final And they're asked to come down again The club is benefiting With so much financial Money getting put into the club Which can keep that club Going for years upon years Yes It is a bit hard On the supporters at times But that happens For all clubs Not just Inverness Mark rightly pointed There's kick-off times For the big two Celtic Rangers But For Inverness Coming down And you're right Gordon Me personally Looking at those Two choices I'd rather be down At lunchtime Hope my team get into the final Made more money for the club as well That's the sacrifice you make as a supporter mm. Yeah I mean David what about How do you think the players will feel Mark's given us this sort of professional um, Insight from his perspective One of these teams will make the final Right obviously um, Can you not understand then why it would be nice for them to have played the semi-final at Hamden, so they've got that experience. Whether it, you know whether they try and then replicate that sort of you know same hotel travel to the game, they've played at Hamden before. You're then not like a rabbit in the headlights once you get to the once you get to the final. You know we know that Falkirk and Inverness are going to be bang up against it against Celtic or Rangers in the final. Is it even harsher on them to say, oh, by the way, come on down to Hamden for the final? But no, you're not getting the experience of it in the semi. Off you go to to Tynecastle. Well, as Mark says itself, when you're playing, you're better with a big crowd. Tyne Castle's a good call because that's right top of you when you get with the two the two teams you should get a decent crowd. But the only good thing about one of them getting to the final is it means that there's going to be more tickets for the Celtic supporters. We'll just be twenty five this time. Oh, I'm really looking forward to those calls. Can you imagine it? <laughs> Whoever gets through, I mean David's a Celtic fan, it will be we should get ninety nine percent of the allocation. I'm looking forward to those calls in a few weeks. Um Think there's any validity in that, Mark? Someone actually, I, I, I spotted this earlier on um, somewhere in social media. Forgive me for not giving the original um, person the credit, but it was our old pal Jim Duffy. I think maybe when his Dundee team or something maybe reached the the semi-finals. Um, would it have been Morton? Anyway, it was one of his previous teams, and it was an angle I hadn't thought of before. And the question again raised its head of, look, if it's going to be a small crowd, why doesn't it get moved elsewhere? And I think Jim's point was, well, we're hoping to make the final. And if we get to the final at Hamden, we would like to have played at Hamden prior to that mm-hmm. so that our players not don't turn up there and think, oh, wow, and you know, you're, it's the first time you've arrived there. Yeah, I, I can see the argument. Again, I, I've known um, 
I've known teams to go to the grounds when they've not been there the night before. You only have to look at the Champions League and how that used to be. Mm. Used to go and train at the grounds the night before to to get a feel for the place, see the dressing rooms. I suppose mm. it's the same with Hamden for for players who aren't lucky enough to play there year after year to go and get your first glimpse. Yeah, of that's. What I mean, we're talking about given the choice. I'm I'm not saying that the you know the outcome of the match is settled on whether you've played there before, but just. Just familiarise yourself if, just if you've got the choice Because yeah. like I say We already know We're talking about A national stadium here That's got a Rangers end And a Celtic end yeah. For goodness sake We're already banging on all week About how up against it Falkirk and Inverness Are going to be a, a lot of these players Might have played there Against Queen's Park You never know Before Queen's Park mm. moved But I, I get it In the semi-final way Everything looks a wee bit different Everything is different um, From from what it would have been In those days So yeah I get it Players Will enjoy it um, I'm trying to think Did I go and visit The stadium the night I think yeah mm. See the, the cup final Against Motherwell I'm sure it was The one I scored in Remember the, my you great didn't, goal You didn't score Like oh, uh, Well that's well, not what people it. say Just give him his night We went, no, but I, I would <laughs> go as far as to say Right you know you talk about Like is the ball Going on target That's yeah. how it determines I think his shot is going like More towards his very, own goal Depends on the camera angle Because like it's very, back, very like, difficult you got to see very difficult to see the camera right. the Anyway the point I was going to make Is we went the night before To Hamden Because oh. of some players That hadn't played mm. and, uh, and Or been involved in that Even though it was semi-final oh. But even though Did so they we let you in? Huh? Had oh. a wee walk about uh, That's a bit Motherwell weren't allowed in That's all about so Bit of advantage mm. A bit of that's advantage there From the Walsh That's why we won That's why I won. put it away I went on the pitch And visualised Where I was going to put it we did that at Ibrox before Celtic Coca-Cola Cup. Did you? Yeah. I put it out there. I'll really annoy the Celtic fans. That's cheating. <laughs> we sneaked in under the... Did you actually? Yeah. yeah. Sneaked in? Nah, yeah. you were letting. I'll tell you. Uh, well, we were sort of a... We were a favour uh, with Jimmy Nicol, ex-Rangers lad. Uh, took us in because oh, the pitch had just been relayed. So now, yeah. The pitch had just been relayed. The and, dark uh, It was a bit slippy. So we had our studs ready for the <laughs> He's all doing big slides <laughs> you know, so I, I cannot I, I can't I'd love to see Every Celtic fan Listen to this show Then I'd be going Oh my Is this God. a deal Tail No we We went into Ibrox before And did you go crawling About the six yard did, box Just to try and reenact yeah, What you yeah, were going to do The yeah, next go, day Right when Gordon Marshall Spills it I'm going in for a diving mm. header Mm, okay. Uh, thank you to David 01419511025. Ticking along nicely with a debate that I never knew we were going to have tonight. The beauty of this show. Keep them coming. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and the birthday boy Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. So get in touch. We've not even got round to hearing. Uh, a bit more from Michael Beale on the likes of Alfredo Morelos, which is an interesting one. Maybe we can get stuck right into that uh, in the second hour of the show. Um, lots been said about the the semi-finals and and so on at Hamden. Concerns about the pitch early on. And now lots of people are annoyed on behalf of Inverness and Falkirk. Be nice to hear from Inverness or Falkirk fans whether you uh, share that. I have to assume, and I'm led to believe, the clubs. Aren't complaining about the game being at Hamden. Um, let's hear from Billy Dodds. You can imagine after the result, you can imagine after the draw, it's a good place, but it's time to realise that we've got to concentrate on um, league fixtures now. I don't really want to speak about semi finals. Uh, we've done our bit. We're going to have plenty of media attention in the run up to the semi final that week. 
So I think it's time to really concentrate on where our focus is now, and that's Queen's Park. I can see an extra edge to training now. Um, not that I didn't have an edge before, but you just it's naturally brings it. I've seen it before. It's very competitive. Boys want to be in the team. Boys realise what's at stake. Um, and I've got plenty of bodies available now, so it's a great tempo and it's, um, it's a good place to be. Ah, where's the fun in that? It's one game at a time, essentially. Ah, mm. I get that, to be fair, Mark. You can't have it hang... Use it to inspire you But not hang over you Is that the sort of uh, Yeah I think so I mean I always remember First time I got there Dundee United beat Hibs Absolutely buzzing The full weekend But uh, You have to quickly Get back to league business And put it mm. in the back burner Until the big day comes uh, Let's get James Who's on the line Involved And get his thoughts tonight James Good evening Gordon And happy birthday to Gordon <laughs> I'm encouraging it Keep them coming I love no. it when you wish God a happy birthday Thank you James Reverse psychology uh, what, What's on your mind James? Just about the, the, the semi-finals And they're talking about Moving the Inverness Falkirk game To You know To Tynecastle And places like that mm. I, 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 I like to watch A good game of football On the television And there's a, a few games At Hamden And two that spring to mind was when Hibs played Falkirk in the semi-final a few years back and the other one was when Dree United played Motherwell in the final. Two absolutely cracking matches and they didn't need Celtic or Rangers to, to, to make it a good, a good thing to watch, you know. And and I think that's what most people want to sit down and watch a good game. So I think it would be very, very unfair to move them to a smaller mm. stadium. Good point about that. That Hibs Falkirk game was Brilliant. I mean, as much as I'd love to talk about it, we're going way back to mm. to the Motherwell Dundee United final that you referenced. But that Hibs Falkirk one was outstanding. I remember that. Um, and yeah, fair enough. James just says he thinks it would be unfair. And again, I just I, I think everyone's raising legitimate concerns. There's no doubt about it. In an ideal world, do you want the stadium empty? No. In an ideal world, do you want that sort of travel, that kickoff time? No. But I just want us to be conscious of the fact that it does feel a bit like. Many people are getting upset on behalf of Inverness and Falkirk when actually the, the clubs haven't the clubs haven't said they no. they don't want to play the game at Hamden. You know, so wonder if it just it feels like it's, it's running away from from us a bit. Yeah, I, I can I can go along with the debates. About and I know the pitch and, and, and I know that it's hard right to yeah. compare, but just as an example, because they're our nearest, and yeah, I, I hear you. Maybe there are a lot of bigger clubs there, so the the support base is bigger and it's never as empty. But you know that. I think in recent seasons is the the FA Cup semis. Are they not now always at, at Wembley now. I mean, I know mm. in the past they they weren't, but um, is it just, just not just the way it's meant to be? And at the, at the end of the day, Gordon, Falkirk and Inverness deserve their day out. It's as simple as that. Mark and I both um, were agreeing as players, and yeah, we've been fortunate in our careers to have played at Hamden a few times. So it's very easy. For us to turn around and say, well, we would rather play at Tynecastle, packed house. We've been to there, we've been to semi-finals. Some of these players haven't and may never get there and they want the full experience. I'm sure the two managers, if there was any doubt about the game at Hamden with not the biggest crowd in the world, then I'm sure they would have come out and tried to get the best for their clubs and obviously their players to create that atmosphere. But they must be happy with it. Um, I, I, I disagree. I know what James is saying, but I don't think you need Hamden uh, for a good game with Falkirk and Inverness. I watched Falkirk and Air the other night there, and I've got to say it's one of the most enjoyable games I've watched because 
both teams tried to play well, especially Falkirk. Second half, football-wise, absolutely brilliant. So I do think we'll get a very, very good mm. entertaining game with Falkirk and Inverness. I think the other thing, Mark, that's that sort of reared its head today as well is you know is the and it, actually it follows a similar theme. There are loads of potential sort of problems, if you want to call it that, issues, things that are less than ideal, but the actual solutions to them don't seem. Really to be out there It's dead easy to pick fault and, and, and sort of moan about different things For a Falkirk-Inverness game To be 38 quid Is Mind-blown to yeah. me To you mm-hmm. To the people listening To the Falkirk fans Inverness fans Neutrals It just feels Wrong It feels like And I would always stick up for fans Who, who want cheaper ticket prices Having said that yep. As we know The rule is there Or we should know That both semi-finals Have to be priced the same Now the truth is You could charge 150 quid a ticket For the Rangers Celtic game And it would sell out Naturally you're not going to go that far I'm, I'm taking it to, mm-hmm. to extremes And the ticket revenue For the two semis Is split amongst the four clubs So whilst Falkirk and Inverness The ticket price is high Those clubs are then going to benefit From The, the 38 price. quid Because Rangers Celtic Will sell out the day before yeah. <laughs> So Again there's a problem there for sure It seems like to, to everyone That 38 quid to watch A League 1 team and a Championship team It seems like a lot But again if you're Falkirk and Inverness You have to assume they're happy with that Yeah Well It hits the supporter hard in the pocket On the day But in the long run Better for the club Of course And that's the way the supporters are going to have to get their head round it Of Falkirk and Inverness That they're having to shell out And I'm, let's be honest A lot of them won't A lot of them won't have the finances to stretch to that And that's that's fine That's understandable um, But they have to think Of the long term value Of the club What the club's getting Inverness Financial difficulties The money that they get From the two fixtures mm. Will see them through For a long but period do you, do you not think It goes hand in hand When we talk about The road to Hamden Getting there People discussing Should they go away from Hamden No it's about the experience Well You've got to tie in With everything You know that for supporters to get there The reward mm. Is brilliant For a club But you'll have to fork out The same as Celtic Rangers yeah. You think in top of that For the Inverness oh, exactly. fans Look, as well There's no, there's there's no doubt yeah, In isolation That's what I say I'm, I'm full in agreement And you think even You know for For a sort of random comparison Scotland, Spain Tickets at Hamden Are 25, 25 pounds quid, huh? So it's the, the SFA have Priced that rather watch. Quite Quite um, <laughs> Efficiently But again If 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 the rules are set We should know them If you don't that's fine That's why we're here To, to flag these things up If the prices are getting Split If the, the ticket revenue Gets split four ways And the pricing Has to be the same For the two semis You're just not You're, you're very very unlikely To have it much cheaper Are you? Because how would that work? No And plus the fact let, Let's be honest For one day If you're a Falker Or Inverness fan And somebody says to you At the beginning of the season Look you'll have to pay £38 to go to a game But it's the semi-final of Scottish mm. Cup I know money's very tight And I know money, people are strong But you would certainly as a supporter go Yeah, I'm prepared to pay that I know, still, still a lot of I money know, though, I know it? That It really is And I can't get away from that I just, like I said I don't know what the What, what the solution is Even you drop it by A couple of quid ahead I don't know, but here, then, here's the thing About Hamden And the moans that come with it as well People Often people complain about the full match day experience. I, I saw pictures at Hamden Fred the Rangers Celtic game where people had paid top dollar for their ticket and they were sat behind the goal 
on a low level where they couldn't see the action. So I guess that's taken it down a slightly different road because it's the the whole match they experience it. You're right. It's entirely different. Yeah, mm. you just want to bulldoze but, uh, the place. Uh, uh, mm. Yeah, you're down uh, a different uh, road. How long have we got to chat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were getting in a dead end. Ten, <laughs> ten seconds, actually. Ten yeah, seconds. Yeah, was, I can give you an extra uh, 20. You know what, if go, go explain that. Anyway, happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> happy birthday. Many happy returns. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, before we go any further, let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Brian says, is it not patronising to say ticket price will be difficult for Falkirk and Inverness fans? Not at all. Fans of every team just deserve to go and see football matches that are <laughs> priced uh, at cheaper prices. I think that's, that's yep, all it that's is. Fair. Every every game, if we could drive all the prices down, we would. Um, beat the pundit time, 01419511025. And if you want to try and take on either of these two, you have to call before 7 o'clock. The winning team, all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141 951 1025. Big old debate about the scheduling and the timing and the ticket prices of the Scottish Cup semi finals. Never a quiet day in Scottish football. Uh, I've noticed that. If you want to get involved in the discussion, it's 01419511025. If you want to move it on, there's some interesting stuff from Michael Beale today because if you remember, I think it was as recently as Sunday, he said he was looking for more from Alfredo Morelos. Uh, but today was full of praise for him, really talking him up, saying there's no a pre-contract with Sevilla. Um, they'll sit down at the end of the season and see where things are and so on. So where are we with that one, uh, Rangers fans? 01419511025. 1025 Celtic fans were due to hear from uh, your media conference tomorrow but it's Hibs next up if you've got any thoughts please do uh, share them on the phones and anything else at all 0141 951 1025 Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Worth bearing in mind every caller who makes it on air to speak to the guys tonight goes into the hat for a pair of tickets to Jason Byrne at the Tramway part of the Glasgow International Comedy Festival we're doing this every night this week and loads of good shows out there go and check them out hundreds in fact at various venues across the city um, and we're trying to get involved but before we go any further let's bring in Andrew in Busby how's it going Andrew? Not too bad Gordon thanks for having us Have you ever played before? No no, you haven't. Uh, which is good. I, I like that. I like the debutants. We had an awkward one last night. Cause a guy phoned in, lost, but he said he had beaten you before. No, a year ago, uh, but he still hadn't received his signed ball. So nah, I'd just be making that up. That sounds that like sounds made up. That sounds like something yeah. you would say. Mm. Yeah, he's sounds just he's just me. after a ball. He can't win it. Beat the pundit. So nah, jog on. Mm. <laughs> That's very <laughs> you can't say that to the callers. Do you know what? Actually, on on the subject um, of risky topics, your your old pal Curious Creatures okay. has um, he sent me a birthday poem for you. Mm. You struggling with? It, yeah, it's it's bordering. It's bang smack on the borderline of will I lose my job if I read it out? So I'm like, ah, oh. be careful. I mean, it is your birthday. I'm like, Can read it out if it's his birthday. I mean, sure. it is just innuendo, but it's like it's. It's, we love it's, it's, innuendo. It's, it's obvious innuendo. Do you know what I mean? It's golf. <laughs> oh, yes. You've got the right mind to think uh, in that way. No, no, this is like is subtle it? as a sledgehammer sort of stuff. Uh, it's golf related. And you know how there's certain, very certain parts of a golf club that you would sort of. A similar word to describe. 
Maybe parts like, of the meal bot, That sort of thing So I, I don't really want to Elaborate too much further I just mm. think it's too risky um, I'm going to toss the coin Andrew's wondering What he's got himself involved mm. in here <laughs> uh, Heads It's Mark Wilson Tails It's Gordon Dale And it's Tails It's the birthday boy yes. Let's see if we can get a birthday on, victory birthday boy. You had a nightmare the other night mm-hmm. hey, I was a classic By the way The amount of people who came up and said What about the <sighs> The two years getting the The same, same thing same in the tiebreaker yeah. Amazing Incredible. Made for great radio Andrew. You ready, Andrew? Hope you bought Yeah. Good man, right? Let's get Good rid luck, of Gordon. Good luck, Andrew. Let's get rid of Gordon. Um, not literally. Um, Thirty seconds, Andrew. Answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know. Simple as that. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Name either of last season's Scottish Premiership top scorers. Kyogo. Uh, Namdi Offaboard joined Rangers from which English Premier League side? Bournemouth. Who's the current captain of Livingston? Pass. Which top flight side played Inverness in last season's Premiership playoff? Kilmarnock. Which Dundee United player has been named in the Republic of Ireland squad today? Pass. Which Scottish Premiership stadium is furthest east? Furthest east? Uh, Castle. Don't know. These are tough Whoa. How hard are they? <laughs> Mark Wilson Yeah, yeah, yeah Because the guy doesn't know what he's doing in there That's the just for you. Unbelievable But he, goes, he swings from one extreme to the other He's, he's saying they were too easy last night Right, so they he's, are very he's waited tough. to be Right, okay <laughs> Good luck, that's all I'm going to say I'll be happy with one I, I, I think that wouldn't be, wouldn't be a bad right, idea go Ready? Yeah Let's do it Name either of last season's Scottish Premiership top scorers uh, Jack Marcus Namdi Offabor Joined Rangers From Bournemouth. which English Premier League side Who's the current captain Of Livingston Devlin Which top flight side Played Inverness In last season's Premiership playoff uh, Dundee United Which Dundee United player Has been named In the Republic of Ireland Squad today Hearts Which <laughs> Scottish <laughs> Which Scottish Premiership stadium Is furthest East That'll be Easter Road <laughs> see, I see where I see you're thinking. <laughs> I don't think that's why it's called that. Incidentally, um, that's a great well, shout. It's, well, it's, it's the answer. East, Easter Road. Can't argue with your logic. <laughs> I hope that comes down to the final decision. The crazy thing is, you you probably I won't spoil it. Um, Andrew, how do you think it went? They were tough, weren't they? Yeah, tough. I, feel, uh, I do feel for you Andrew Producer Chris shouldn't have done that to you um, Last season's yeah, Premiership yeah. top scorers You had the choice of Giacomakis Or Charles Cook Andrew went Kyogo 1-0 DL Nandi Offaboard joined from Bournemouth Gordon got it So did Andrew 2-1 Brilliant The current captain of Livy Is it not Devlin? It is Nicky It's Nicky Devlin uh, I can't believe he got it Yes boom There you go He did this <laughs> When he got the first three I thought hey, what's, what's going on But you, you soon tailed off After that oh, I wasn't really bored Three in the bag Hat trick um, a Top flight side That played Inverness In last season's playoff St Johnston Oh right. Did Andrew oh, get that? I forgot about that With no offence meant To any St Johnston Or Inverness fans out there I can barely remember that Aye, Unmemorable Now that I say it obviously But I, if you'd put me in the spot with that Not sure Not Ask sure me I'm next Tuesday that. I'll still get that wrong Um Ian Harks is American Oh he's unlucky yeah. what, what country do you say? 
<laughs> Republic of Ireland All oh, right. Close oh, no. um, Jamie McGrath is the answer But none of you got it So no. it's still 3-1 Gordon um, And I could see You're thinking here You both went Edinburgh clubs Because it's east of here You thought Easter Road They yeah. must, must be east <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why not? Uh, well, it's got to be Pitaudry is it? It's Pitaudry Aye. Aye. That's in that big mm. bit of Scotland That, that sticks it East Bill says well, so is Easter Road. Ah, oh, so it's up the up the right hand side. The right hand side. Yeah, yeah as it's you, up as the right hand the side. Up yeah, the yeah. map. Yeah. Oh, I never got that. I it's thought Easter Road was as good as I'm going. The big bit that sticks out. Yeah, but I never thought. I always thought that was the north. Yeah, but. <laughs> Because the Northern Lights up above. Yeah, but... <laughs> you can get northeast of us. Northeast of. Oh, right. oh, so it's north east <laughs> You don't just get <laughs> <laughs> up, up right Andrew, Andrew. I'm going north, south, east or west Andrew, yeah. the, Andrew, how does it feel to have lost to this guy? <laughs> it feels bad to have lost in a geography question, that's for sure Unbelievable, Andrew, thanks for taking part, you're a good man No bother And you're in the hat for the tickets anyway, so there we are That was Andrew and Busby, <laughs> International Comedy Festival He never said north east, he just said east <laughs> What are you on about? What do you mean? Well, I'm sometimes north, south, east, or west. It's one or other for me. East or west. <laughs> I can't believe your daughter allows you to look after her granddaughter. Do you know what's bad about this, right? The point's so ridiculous. I don't really know how to explain ah, it to him. Uh, just leave it. That is. Well, when it all narrows down, I didn't get it right. That's all I'll say. But I thought Easter Road was a good I loved game. your log, for Easter Road. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name, so it must be. Exactly. Uh, anyway, anyway, hold on. It was a 3-1 victory. It was. It's in the bag. No ball leaving this uh, studio tonight. It feels like you've... Undone some of your good work with the 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 compass questioning. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. very good at the compass questions. Mm-hmm. If you've noticed, mm, my geography was point. not the class I used to visit at DL High School. The thing is, and I can only apologise to my teacher. <laughs> I wish that stuck in. <laughs> can they find it? Can they find it? <laughs> Oh, I went to the right school <laughs> But you, you knew that Edinburgh was east It was the bit after that that just <laughs> Honestly <laughs> You two have got Serious issues that you need to iron out Right, 01419511025 uh, Let's bring in James, who's a Rangers fan on the line What's your point tonight, James? Happy birthday, dear Dazla. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> this show has just plunged to new depths. Anyway, uh, James, yeah, please. I'm sorry. No second I'm sorry. verse. I dragged it in. I dragged it. No, 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 no. No second verse. Uh, no, but it was. Uh, I'll be looking at the Rangers news and stuff, and they're saying that there's links with Scott McTominay company Rangers and our boy um, Thomas Christensen, who I'm not too sure of because it was just the headlines I seen. And also the the Romanian Player of the Year, and the, the name escapes me. Uh, I've said to a producer, and he's looked at it, and he says, "Yeah, there's truth in it." 
was just to see if you're writing about it. <laughs> One that trusts him with it, mate. No, 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 no. This is inside the Rangers. To clean up. The producer's point was that he had he had seen the rumour, he'd heard the rumour. <laughs> he's confirmed it. He's going about confirming transfer He's gone like, Gene, shh, don't tell me. That'll be a story in one of the papers tomorrow. No, 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 no. no. Chris. Let's pull back a bit. Um, Again, I, I have no knowledge, I have to be honest And I have to assume, certainly the Scott McTominay one Just seems like internet discussion Based on, he's out of favour at Man United Will he move? Would that happen? Would he fit? You know, mm. it's very much at that stage Well, uh, yeah, I would agree with you on that I mean, you've got to remember McTominay coming from where he is to Scotland is It's just never going to happen The wage gap alone um, it's just too big to bridge What McTominay will be earning at Old Trafford Compared to Even if it was a loan deal What he could earn up here Just doesn't make sense Would McTominay Want to come To Scotland Celtic and Rangers Obviously are a big draw But I remember where he is at the minute Man United The stage he's playing at So it's not like it's a A, a player at a club down south Who doesn't experience The pressures of a big club So That draw to Celtic and Rangers wouldn't it be there? The only thing I, I will think... agree Financially I think it'd be Too big a gap But It's okay saying You're at a big club Like Manchester United But if you're not playing Mark In the squad and, and the manager Will probably add In the summer And bring in You know I think I think they're talking about Players at Man U For a hundred odd million Just now You're talking about Absolute minimum You know It would be Half of his wage Wouldn't it? Oh, max, maximum sorry Maximum really. Half yeah, his wage His current wage would you, would you even get there? Mm. Would you even get there no. with the wage structure at Rangers? Nah, I, don't, at I don't think that makes oh, sense. That's for what I'm saying. That was a very conservative that. sort of estimate. Yeah. I don't. I don't think half, even half his wage makes sense for. That sounds like an issue, James. Do you think James sounds like a stumbling block to these two? Yeah, yeah. No, but it's just to be happy with that. Is is um, he's not been playing a lot, um, and obviously, Man U would subsidise a lot of his wages, um, whether it's a loan deal. Sure. I don't I don't know how long's left in his contract, but what was more it was uh, it was the Thomas Christensen boy, because um, that that more come up in the headline and it says that Rangers are watching them and I'm not sure where he's from. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I did see that one um, as well, Mark Wilson. The I think part of this discussion has been accelerated because Michael Beale, do you remember those comments a while ago where he said that um, he knows. He knows the number nine He's got this number nine in his head That he really wants to go for in the summer And he's going to have to wait to the summer Do you remember that? Yes There's been a few sort of um, <coughs> few sort of kind of names uh, Banded about um, Whether that's one of them or not Again, I, I I have no knowledge of there being truth in that That's not to say there isn't Nikola Kristovic That was the other one That feels like that Doing the rounds a bit more um, That's a Romanian player Yeah That, that James was on about Um Again, everything is speculation at this point. You, you can't say anything certain. We were chatting about actually, Michael. So he's actually from um, Montenegro, not Romania. Um, we were chatting about Michael Beale at the time and his comments and how it was quite unusual. Uh, is it the right thing? Um, I suppose fans like that. Fans like hearing their manager recognise that there's a, a gap in their team and he's on the right track early doors to get something done in the summer, but. Until we know what name that is, then 
there's going to be all sorts of names pocked out guys because it's quite easy for, for the press to link anybody they'll go through Europe see who's done relatively well as a goal scorer see if they're coming out of contract or if they've only mm-hmm. got a year left and then they get yeah. linked it doesn't mean loads mm-hmm. the only thing I would say is I feel like the Kristovich name is that le- is been out there for a while now not majorly not getting spoken about loads um, but was it, I think it's been a, certainly a few months now that that one's bubbling away Gordon so whether it's him or someone else but I, I, I just harking back to those comments I always I thought they were quite quite significant from Michael nine. Beale just he's got whoever it is if it's he's got someone very particular in mind that he wants to go for this summer yeah I, I think that was the, the case in January I thought that with most of the Rangers fans that there would have been more Coming in the door He settled on two um, And I think that's the fact now You know just listening to him talk I think his targets he couldn't get And he was prepared to wait to the summer Interesting that he's saying about the number nine If that's the case Then is that the end of the road for Alfredo Morelos Because you've got Cholak in there I know Kimar Roof's always injured But he's still a set So I don't see him bringing in a number nine And still keeping Morello, especially with the financial side of it, the wages. Um, hang on, the line, James. I'll get your thought on that actually, because Michael Beale, you remember on live TV on Sunday, just very recently, he was asked, "You what? You've said you want to keep Ryan Kent. You've said you want to keep Ryan Jack. What about Alfredo Morelos?" And his answer was, "Alfredo's situation is slightly different," and we all sort of jumped on that, rightly or wrongly. To say, oh well, that, what does that tell you? You know, that's that's very clear. And he, he spoke about wanting more from Alfredo Morelos. Um, in fact, we spent sort of Monday, Tuesday, I think, talking about it. And mm-hmm. if you're saying that you want to keep these two players, but this player's situation is different, mm-hmm. does that suggest um, that yeah. you don't hold the same view? But today, it did seem like there was much more of a complimentary feel um, from Michael Beale towards Alfredo Morelos. What do you think? Alfredo's had a huge part of this football club the last few years. Uh, contributed really well on the pitch. As I say, as a record goal scorer in Europe, there's certainly uh, only nice things for me to say about him and our relationship. But at the end of the season, there'll be a chance for us to have a conversation whether we continue or not. And that's very open at this moment in time. Listen, it's not so much. There's no real difference in physical output to him and Tony. He's got his own program. He goes off and works in, in the gym as well. I've got to be honest, since I've come back in, Alfredo's been... Fantastic in in all aspects. There's not been any issues whatsoever. I think sometimes people try to force and find one. I think I said last week he scored seven goals and five assists in the time I've been here, and he hasn't played every game. If you look at his goal contribution per game, I think he's probably one to one. So the the big thing is is that where do we see the club going moving forward, and who do we want to build around for the next three or four years? So I need to think when I'm handing these or making these offers. Do I feel that I want to build with someone for the next three or four years? There's almost two jobs going on. There's the team now and, and trying to improve that and, in, and and continue with a good form and in, improve the style and identity of every game and every training session. And then behind the scenes, there's working towards what range is going to look like for uh, the 1st of July next year when we return for pre-season. Where are we on Alfredo Morelos now, James? So... Personally, I mean, if we could get him in the house of 18 months ago, then I would sign him in a heartbeat. But the way he's been playing, um, the, the way he turned up for the pre-season, for the start of this season, and his performances since. He, recently, he's picked up since Michael Bills came in, but is that he's just aiming for a new contract? 
you just don't know, or, or is it he's just playing to get a contract somewhere else? Obviously, they said there's no truth in the severe thing. Yeah, I did say that, Mark. What, what do you make of the comments on Sunday versus that today? I think it's a manager um, who's firmly slammed on the reverse lights there because what I took from Sunday, you know, Alfredo Morelos, his situation slightly different, was that things were probably in the making for him to depart the club. That's what I took from it. And then it seems like he's kind of backtracking because nothing's going to happen until the end of the season. And he's he's made that clear. They'll sit down after the end of the season have a discussion. See for a striker that Michael Beale has said that he wants players to build the team around. If you want a striker to build your team around, um, you don't. I don't think you wait to the last day of the season when he's out of contract. I think you get him signed up right now because strikers are worth their weight in gold. You do build your team around them. You do need people to carry you for years to come. I, I think it's pretty simple. I think Michael Beale's looking at it and he, he thinks Morelos is not a man to take his forward. He's talking about his goals and his contribution. He's only scored 10 goals this season. 37 appearances. That's your main striker. And people say, oh, well, he's not been fit and he's mm. uh, he's not been in the team. That's no one no, else's uh, fault. Yeah, the form's one thing, Gordon, mm. but just... Maybe maybe it's um, a character flaw Maybe doing this job I don't know where I would like, try and pay really close attention To what's been said And maybe maybe I am making too much of this You can tell me That's why you're here But you know For it was Sunday I want more or mm. He needs to do more But then today It didn't sound like He was talking about him Needing to do more It sounded like he was perfectly Happy with what he was doing I think the Rangers manager Is in the same position As a lot of Rangers supporters I think one day You're desperate for Morelos To stay at the club The next day You're desperate for him To go through the exit door And it's been like that For months now um, You know You see that Sort of a glimpse Of coming back to that forum Let's not be kidded here I like Morelos When he's bang at it I think he's a handful I think he can score goals I think he's a All round Very good player <clears throat> like Michael Beale and Rangers When he's not a bang at it You're thinking my We need a lot more from this player Especially the amount of money that they're paying him I don't think in the long run That listen to Michael Beale there About the future Three, four years down the line I think he's planning everything For the future going forward Not just next season But the season after it If he can continue progressing That's whether he's there or not Because results will define that I do not see Morelis being that man. I really don't. I, I, I see James's comment there that a lot of Rangers fancy if we could get the Morelos for 18 months ago, 100%. The problem is footballers get physically in worse shape as they get older. It's just a known fact. Now, there'll be the occasional one who, who rediscovers. Such, well, that, no, I know, but you don't mm -hmm. turn back the clock 18 months and say, oh, I've rediscovered my sharpness and that. Some. Very occasionally Will Who who find a new way of living their life And listen One of the best examples was Scott Brown Scott Brown looked like He, he was struggling to get about the park Brendan Rodgers came in He lived his life differently And he had a great end to his Celtic career Morelos doesn't strike me As he's going to get up one day And say You know what I'm changing my lifestyle I'm trimming down I'm going to change my game To fit into this Beal mm. style I think it's Morelos' way or no other way What do you make of those comments today Rangers fans Do you feel Are you now feeling It is a bit more likely That, that, that Alfredo Morelos is a future Did you did you think the comments on Sunday Had 
suggested otherwise Are you now starting to, to feel differently about the situation Let us know right now And we'll try and get you on next The fastest goals The experts' opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson both here 01419511025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB We were just hearing uh, some comments there from Michael Beale on Alfredo Morelos Andy sent me a tweet to say I think that I want more comment Was about wanting to see more commitment I think Morelos has probably said He doesn't know if he wants to leave or stay If Morelos does decide he wants to stay for three or four years Then Beale will want to keep him That says Andy on Twitter At Clyde SSB um, You can get in touch on there You can give us a call We have been discussing uh, That Alfredo Morelos situation Michael Beale was spoken about Cup that semi-final scheduling quite a lot I must admit I didn't expect mm. it to be so uh, So lively on that front But that's we got a teaser The beauty of live radio We're going to have a teaser for you Thank Right you. now right. Um, Looking at A bit of a A tribute here mm. To Erling Haaland Oh yeah I mean when I say When I say tribute Basically what we're hoping Is that he's got all these goals Out of his system Before Scotland need to play Norway In Euro qualifiers Oh that's right Um, Yeah that's going to be great isn't it Mm. Um, I mentioned this last night When is that? I don't don't want to bring it up I don't don't want to bring it up again But We've also got the Pretty much one of the best players In Serie A Plays for Georgia as well But anyway Oh that's right It's keeping me me awake at night But we'll we'll, we'll get by Um, Aguera That's probably one of the answers isn't it? What? Yeah, Aguero will probably be one of the answers Hold on a minute Aguero A guy Aguero. A, a guy who Has got such a questionable trivia record as you Has now given me answers Before you've heard the question If he's on there I'll be so proud of myself right, Give us a question <laughs> Because <laughs> your face looks like he's on there <laughs> Is he in there? Please tell me Can is. you name eight players who've scored four or more goals <laughs> In a it's Scottish just... Premiership oh, game <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right anyway listen listen. I need to finish the question That was just to show how ridiculous your shout was Can you name 8 players who've scored 4 or more goals In a game in the Scottish Premiership Or SPL since 2003 Because we had our old rebrand didn't we 4 so goals or more Can you name the 8 players who've scored 4 or more In a single game In the Scottish Premiership Or the Premier League since 2003 So Like I say ha- Haaland goes and gets Five the other night Lee Griffiths Outrageous maybe one? Um, No actually oh, No I, th- I thought it would have been I must yeah. say Yeah I Chris thought you'd have been on to one Edward uh, Chris Boyd got five in one game Did they not? Yep Yeah Against Twice Both against, against Dundee, Dundee United, United. Were you yeah. playing them? No 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 What year was that? Edwards. Or Dumbelli I think you'll on a minute Where are What year was it? 2004 Oh, that might have been one of my injury games. I, maybe I was. Let's look that up. Was no, Mark... let's not. Let's move on. You, were, you started and got hooked. <laughs> <laughs> it was Martin you for Boyd. three. You were Martin Boyd. Edward or Dumbelli? Which one? Both. Neither. I'll tell you, it here's one right really out, out that I, I'll probably get shot down. James Forrest ever scored for? Yes, against St Johnston, October 2018. So okay, we'll leave it yeah, there. Good. We're looking for eight players. Who scored four or more In a single Scottish Premiership or SPL game Since 2003 Boyd and Forrest uh, That was Chris that sent that question in And if you want to send one Please do It's fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com That is the uh, the email you need So thanks to Chris for sending that one And I like it A bit of a, 
A tribute if you like To Erling Haaland's goal scoring exploits Starting to worry that he'll be thought You know in, in sort of Higher esteem than you down no. at, at Man City No I watched if he keeps If he keeps this up I watched him there now uh, And I know it's different times but I'd have loved to have played in that team I really would have um, They're just <laughs> He's uh, sensational He was coming in for a bit of criticism Before the game Saying that he wasn't really contributing much His goal scoring record's incredible He just looks like um, He looks at a different level When he's on top of his game He's absolutely fantastic mm. I would See say when you say things like that I would have loved to have played in that team yeah. Right about. I know yeah. I know you played for Man City right yeah, But that was yeah. when like You know Man City were awful Yeah but I w- I'm only going to get better aren't I you think about it No, no a, it's different, Could you imagine me and him Absolutely up different universes big guy, big guy just head it on He's, he's seen this like a Man City like, he, he played a couple of years ago And he just missed out in this team That it really would have brought him on I think I could black and white when you played That's true Yeah and you could pick the ball up Pass it back to the goalie Remember you pick it up Lump it up Get up, the, up. get up the pitch They were the good days That's when people enjoyed their game Anyway um, Enough of that trip down memory lane Let's hear a bit more from, from Michael Bull This is a an interesting one A delicate subject I guess in, in many ways He's been speaking today about um, Namdi Offabor uh, Who actually popped up there on, on Beat the Pundit didn't he um, Signed from Bournemouth And as everyone will know he's, he's never played for Rangers Now he's had heart issues Ever since signing He's yet to play a game and he posted something on his Instagram the other night Talking about how he had been mistreated And people sort of jumped on it And said what, what does this mean? Does this mean Rangers have mistreated him? Is he having a pop at the club's medical department or whatever? Well Michael Beale was asked uh, about that today I don't see how he can he can be comment on the club He's been away and seen the best cardiologists we could find He's seen two different He's, We're now supporting him to see a third Opinion as well. It's fair to say that those opinions have, have have not always been perfect. He's a way to see a third specialist now, and the club's supporting him on that. The club's been fantastic in their support for him the whole way through the two years. Uh, it's just a really difficult situation. <sighs> These ones always make me a little bit uneasy, Mark. You're like we're going to sit and speculate about a guy that's going to see his third specialist about a heart problem and mm. hasn't played a game because we always say this about injuries, but this is this is next level stuff where he is. The real, the only person you really need to be thinking about here is him and how hard that must, yeah. how hard that must be. But it's funny things do snowball, don't they? Because Rangers have had all these injuries, which you know entirely unrelated, I'm sure, to, to Namdi Offabor's heart issue. Um, but when he then posts that, and people have already been saying, "Why have we got so many injuries?" and then people, what's going on in the medical department? But Michael Beale there saying that, you know, he believes the comments were not necessarily aimed at anyone within the club. Yeah, it's. It's a difficult one this one You know first and foremost We hope he gets better Because it's terribly serious What's going on with off the board And hopefully he's diagnosed in the correct way And, and they deal with the issue And he's back playing It's just Maybe it was born out of frustration from the player And you can imagine why If you've been to see three different specialists And the diagnosis doesn't quite match up Then of course there's a level of frustration on your part However I, I'm a bit with Michael Beale on this one How can that be Rangers Fault I mean football clubs have got their own medical team In place who then refer to Specialists and usually Rangers And Celtic will send them to the best Specialists they can find so 
I don't know how that, that can fall at Rangers doorstep I, mm. I can't pretend to know no, exactly. if there's something and in between that's you know, broke down can, well, I said you don't want to speculate and then it's like all that's left to do you know whether it's, it's just it uh, could be something as simple as one specialist says one thing another says another uh, and you know then the club are but which one did the club follow? So I guess what, these what things What it does can... highlight though Is the power of social media And how that can cause problems For the players The clubs And everybody in between If <laughs> yeah. one says one thing The club are always going to Stay a closed house But Social media these days Players have got direct contact With everybody else And if they put something out Punters will usually grab that And use it as a stick to beat clubs with If it's not what they like Or like you say Injuries are piling up And people are starting to point the finger So Feel a bit bad for the Rangers medical team who are probably sitting there going, "We've we've done our best here." So it's a hard one, but hopefully he gets diagnosed and, and back in the pitch. Let's take one more call for now. Chris is in Clyde Bank. What's your point tonight, Chris? I just don't realise why uh, me as a Rangers fan should have to pay more than the folk around the next fan. You don't the same price. No, they're moaning about it, but. All oh, right, yeah, um, yeah, and I think, and I, think like, I get that to be fair as well, Mark. That would yeah. be a fair concern. I don't know if the I don't know if the clubs actually are moaning about it as such, but Chris is right. I've seen a lot of people um, talking about it on social media. Well, they should be the same price, and they are the same price. It's fair uh, across the board. The teams know this when they get there. Um, you know, the only reason we brought it up was we were just highlighting that you know the, the fans travelling, what that could be added on to. Mm. To an Inverness supporter, but I think that I don't. I think it's more than that, though, Chris. Is it when people talk about it, it's like a, because it's a supply and demand thing, isn't it? Like it, you're you're talking about the two biggest teams in the country meeting in a Hamden semi final. You would expect a high ticket price on that, or a higher than a game between a League One team and a, and a Championship team. Is that not all people mean? And I, I totally get where you're coming from, but that that's all people mean, isn't it? If you're a joiner Or you're a brickie You would pay the same price Why, why, why would you Why would you have to pay more? Um, the analogy's lost on me a touch I must I must admit um, Like I say Gornil I, I get why if, if you're a Rangers fan Or a Celtic fan you, 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 can, you can Be forgiven for feeling that way But This is just Football, in fact, it's sport, it's entertainment mm-hmm. If you pay to watch If you're going to watch two big successful teams You will pay more than if you're watching two smaller, less successful teams But it's not It's a, it's it's a sort of price. There's no real argument here anyway Because they are the same, same price. price Yeah, and everything but, but Chris is trying to, to be fair He's trying to bat away people who are Who are complaining that they're the same price But that's um, That's just to be expected, is it not? Yeah That, that some people would see it that way Yes, um, I can totally understand Could you say tonight that, you know, about the cost that supporters have to fork out for the price of tickets now, Gordon, could you highlight it? Scotland, Spain, 25 quid, you're looking at these games, £38. Okay, you've got the choice whether you can afford to, to pay and, and go and, and support your team or not. And some people, unfortunately, are in the bracket that they can't afford that sort of price and miss out. But as you say, it's now the way sport's going. Um, the only people that benefit is the four teams because the money gets put together and obviously split. Um, so uh, for me, if I was looking at it as a supporter, £38 to go and watch a semi-final, it's a lot of money to fork out. 
Mm, thank you very much to Chris He's in the heart for the comedy show tickets as well Which I'm sure he'll enjoy um, How are you two faring in this teaser? We're looking for eight players The last eight um, Scottish Premiership or SPL Depending on what era um, To score four or more in a single game um, Now you've given me a couple already What have you given me? Forrest and Boyd Boyd and Forrest, both correct Shankland Oh God No Mm, I was going to go Not in the top flight No Negri would be too early But Dundee United at 5 He scored 5 Just too early Yeah ah, yep. I wasn't playing that game mm. What I like about these is like There's a surprising Spread Obviously th- th- There are Old firm players in there But there are There are others And enough of them Boyce Yes Liam Boyce Good shout against, Was it against his old team Was it against Ross County oh, It was against Oh, it's against Inverness, sorry. Uh, was Oscar. Adam Rooney one? Adam Rooney is not one, but we'll get the rest of the answers next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, both here, and still time to squeeze a call in if you fancy it. So why not get in touch? You can tweet us as well, and to round off the contact us section of the show. The email address you need to send your questions in Is fulltime at clyde1.com And what I mean by that is If you've got a, a sort of teaser, a bit of trivia And you want to test the pundits with your question That's where you send it So Chris has sent this one And he wants you to name eight players Who've scored four or more In a single Scottish Premiership Slash SPL game Since 2003 You've got James Forrest, Chris Boyd and Liam Boyce I'll go Gary Hooper Well Okay, Gary Hooper did yep. it against Hearts May 2012 um, Derek Rarden, no nope. one What about Paul Hartley? No. Billy McKay No Oh, John Sutton Terrible John Sutton? Try. I don't like the tone of your voice there What's wrong with John Sutton? Higdon yeah. No hmm. well, See where you're going there See where I was going there Right, okay. uh, Louis Moult Yes I was oh, waiting on that I was a team effort Yeah well against done Against Hamilton Aki So what have you got Three to get Three to get Aye Look at me You've led me perfectly How It's like we're on the same wavelength mm-hmm. I dread to think um, Let's hear from Stuart Kettlewell He's been speaking today Obviously ahead of the visit Of Rangers On Saturday lunchtime But he's also been speaking about His goalkeeper Former Rangers goalkeeper Like that See how it's all linked in Liam Kelly He's in the Scotland squad Along with Xander Clark And Angus Gunn As you will have heard this week And Stuart Kettlewell Reckons his man would be Raring to go And would fit right in If he was given the nod I'd have absolutely no doubt Or, or hesitation that, that, that he would acquit himself Really really well Didn't know Liam um, particularly well at all before coming to the football club Um, but everything that I've seen of him in terms of his performance, how he handles himself as a captain but as a professional um, is is first class so from my point of view I think he'd be the type of lad that would relish that opportunity but it's an interesting situation isn't it? I know it's Steve's job it's not it's not my job to pick the number one for Scotland um, but I think with Craig Gordon being as good as he has been <laughs> Guys would often go to those training camps and sort of realise who the main the, the main guy was and who the number one was. I think it just makes it an interesting situation. And as I say, we've got a guy here that's a massive influence that I'm sure will rise to that challenge. I feel like a lot of the focus has been Angus Gunn, obviously, because of the, the situation that leads to his call-up. And then Xander Clark's mm. come in and done so well at Hearts and he's taken the place of, of Craig Gordon. It does feel like it, the discussion has been between those two. There was a time not that long ago, though, 
Where it did look like Liam Kelly had edged Slightly above Xander Clark In the pecking order You know remember when they were both Getting called up And then it was like One or the other And yeah. of course Xander Clark Wasn't playing it At Hearts at the time So Has he got any chance Is it, is it for the other two it does sound incredibly harsh Because Liam Kelly If he's listening to all these calls And all our discussions And discussions elsewhere He'll think he's just out there running Which he shouldn't be of course Because it should be given in merit um, I, I think the fact that Xander Clark's come in And he's playing at a team like Hearts Who are competing at the top end of the, the table You then add in the one percentage Some of the outstanding saves That stick in your head from Xander Clark That's what's edged him in front And only naturally As soon as anybody gets mentioned From down south And there's a pursuit To get them to play for Scotland That's obviously going to grab the headlines So I do feel a bit for Liam Kelly But as you were just being complimentary About Angus Gunn last night But you know Yeah I thought I thought he lost a poor goal last night But I think it's open season For a goalkeeping situation yeah, so really is, it, is it a clean slate Because they're all uncapped I mean I'm sure Stevie mm-hmm. Clark Will have something in his mind But yeah. if Liam Kelly turns up For the days in training And is, blows the other two away With performance and training Would he get the nod Do, Or yeah, do you think yeah. it has already made up um, I don't know Because it depends What Steve Clark's looking for from his goalkeeper You know it's, it's well highlighted now That you've got to be comfortable With the ball at your feet as well He may take that into consideration I know that Mark was saying That he will um, Talk to his Backroom staff Chris Woods Not Steve Woods um, And I'm sure he'll have uh, Input in it as well I just think it's a, a it's, it's open season For a goalkeeper I wouldn't be surprised If he went with Kelly um, If I was a betting man with my last 50p I'd probably go with Xander Clark let's, let's be honest We need someone who's an outstanding shot stopper that, That's what we need Look at the guys that These three goalkeepers are trying to replace And what they have been Has any of them really been comfortable With a ball at their feet And play lovely football? I would I would argue probably not No, the, absolute no strength of any of those three No, is it? no. but I tell you what They were good at Saving the ball <laughs> <laughs> With their hands So these three that's I think what it's going to be picked on. Who's outstanding one out them? And just me going with memory is Xander Clark this season. I actually feel like all three, you know, well in particular because more more recently it was Gordon and then Marshall. Mm. Some of the saves they managed to produce in a Scotland shirt just recently uh, were incredible. it was almost like they raised their game and that seems yeah. strange because there was obviously a period where Craig Gordon was everything he was touching at hearts was, was yeah. staying out of the net as well. But some massive, massive saves it is, As the cliche would go It's big gloves to fill for whatever one of them takes isn't it is, it? and that's the concern Because as good as we You know, hype up our players In front of the goalkeeper Which we should because we've got a good squad We give up a lot of chances And we've needed our goalkeepers to bail us out Time and time again So for these three mm. It's a daunting task It's funny, I was wondering if if the so-called if the relationship between Grant Hanley and Angus Gunn would make any difference, you mm. know, if they were just both playing, but if anything, it was a bit of a communication error yeah. last night <laughs> between the pair. But um, mm-hmm. I won't, won't write it off just on on a one one goal. But, but there we are. Um, yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting one, and I suppose I, you wouldn't be basing it all on this weekend, of course. But if you got the chance, is there still a chance there for? Live on TV against Rangers for Liam Kelly to play out his skin. You know, is there is there a chance for just an extra seed to be planted? I think one way or the other. I think there is. The the weekend before the actual games, if he is outstanding, uh, and that's just something that sticks in the manager's head, that sticks in the fans' head, um, then he has got a chance. Listen, let's be honest, he has got a fighting Mm. chance. Um, 
Do you not major, think Steve Clark will have in his head who's going to be number if one? Everybody's fit. But, yeah. but how how could he? Like he's not just an idea. Those are not just natural. Yeah. If 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 listen, we've all been in the position. You'll have that. It'll need a big sort of a turnaround for me. Yeah, I would get that if, if, if at least one of them had caps or mm-hmm. or a couple of them had caps and you had one that was out there. None of them have got any caps. So so, so, so you're going to base our number one on who has the best game at the weekend? Is that what you're saying? Because I guess th- the best feel for I th- uh, not only at the weekend well, but I in think, training. I think Steve Clark will probably have that just now. If I'm honest, I think he will have watched enough games because they're all playing. To be fair, aren't they? There's yeah. a there's an, there are issues in other areas of the pitch. There are a few members of that squad that are not getting a lot of first team football at the moment. Mm. But those three are playing. Yeah, and I think Steve Clark will have covered enough of the games and obviously done his homework enough to say, right, okay. I'm going to go with this is going to be my number one. So I would probably think Steve will have that in the back of his mind to his number one as just now. Well, I suppose we'll find out in the not too distant future, and it'll be one to keep an eye on. I do always think that once the 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 one fixture card that comes between squad being announced and the meetup, you, you start looking out for these things a bit of more because you're yeah. looking for injuries as well. Let's yeah. be honest, Steve Clark will be he always strikes. He's been very calm, but he'll be pretty nervous, I'm sure, this weekend because. You know anything can happen. Huge games coming up, so he needs his full squad. Um, and I keep saying we aren't good enough to lose. You know, a couple of players. Saying uh, that, remember how many we had out in the well that Ukraine game that very, we had to, to get some. Very rarely pass these fixtures with without nah. at least one yeah, yeah, dropping right. out. So um, I've just had a tweet from Mark Patterson to ask if you fancy a game for the rest of the world in the Rangers Legends match. My why might that be? Oh, Mark, I thought you were looking at me. The rest of the world, uh, because I'm a legend. Because Daniel Kuzan has just been confirmed in the Rangers <laughs> team, apparently. <laughs> How Stick good would it be if you, got, if you got your, I don't know if it counts as revenge in a legends game, but imagine he'd let himself go, he's 24 stone, and you're the one that goes, that goes running away from him. <laughs> he's let himself go, I've got to say, I'm 25, <laughs> even worse though. <laughs> I'm sure, he hasn't. Over in the I'm sure he hasn't. I'm sorry Listen, to tell I you. I can't make it that day, mate. Thanks for the invite. Like anyway. Three more. Oh, struggling. Three here. more players who've scored four or more in a Scottish top flight game since 2003. It's like a, an Erling Haaland tribute. You've got Boyd, Forrest, Boyce, Malt against Hamilton Ackies and Gary Hooper. Three to get. I'll just throw a name. Jason Cummings? No. <laughs> just throw names. Jason Cummings. That's, what, that's uh, a good name to One former Celtic player. Larson. Sutton Nope They're the same number I think as Larson But it was always going to be hard to be remembered Is there yeah. against them Fairman Quite Is as it? much Yep Brilliant. Yeah, Played that okay. game Set the first one up um, Right I remember one of these really clearly I think it was Like was it against Well I can't remember that clearly no uh, I think it was against Hamilton Ackies For Partick Thistle Dylan Chris Dylan and the last one, wow, this is brutal. I must admit, I would never have got this. He did play for Rangers at one point. Um, we're going way back. It was for Kilmarnock against Hibs. Kilmarnock against And we're going Hibs. back to the start of that sort of period. I said it was from 03 onwards. Oh. And he played for Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really tough. I'll just put you out of your misery. Initials. GM. Mathy. What? No, no. no. Uh, M was good for Matthew. Graham. Gary McSwiggan. 
Ah, happy birthday Gordon enjoy the rest of your night whatever you've got planned thank you Mark thank you for listening back at 6 tomorrow with Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy Callum Gallagher is up next